so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Marseille View. I'm Stefan and I'm your host tonight. It's now the international break. And really, do we say thank God? But this time, OM maybe need a bit of a recharge of the batteries, it seems. In this week's episode, uh, we'll cover our last two fixtures leading into the break. Uh, so that includes our post-match review of last weekend's Ligue 1 fixture, OM versus Mets, and also the Europa League tie with Lazio, which took place on Thursday last week. Um, so now... As host, I must confess that I struggled to catch the full game for both fixtures, so I only saw parts of the games and then the extended highlights, so I'll be taking a back seat and refraining from much analysis, but fortunately, or unfortunately I'm told, my two colleagues will be able to fill in the blanks. So joining me is Ben. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you probably spared yourself four hours of your life there with um, with not only the last two games but the two before that too, mate. So um, don't feel too done. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what you're all telling me. Um, yeah, not too gutted. Um, we've also got Julian. How are you? Julian? Oh, hello, 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 Steph, hello, Ben, hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah. This yesterday, especially the game was. Uh, was uh, uh, it was a lot to 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 go through as a as a Marseille supporter, but uh, we'll have time to talk about that uh, that very painful moment of football. Jesus, if it was that bad, is anyone going to listen tonight? <laughs> sure, <laughs> surely there's surely there's something from it. I, I I mean I must say like just before we get into the games, like I saw like parts of the um, the second half against Lazio and. A good chunk of the first half against Mets live, um, and I thought that at the time, like both games seemed quite exciting to me. And actually, you know, I've been, as I said, I've been watching the highlights. I thought the Lazio game seemed alright to me. But yeah, I, I, obviously, when you're watching it, when you're not watching sitting down watching it properly from start to finish. It's quite a different experience. But so yeah, so I guess you guys will tell me otherwise tonight. Um, anyway, let's get on with it. So. We'll start with just well before we get into the Europa League tie. I think the last game, because the last time that we podcasted was the Paris Saint Germain game, wasn't it? So since then, we've we've actually had some more games. Um, so I believe the first one was against it was against Nice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was Nice's the kind game. of rescheduled game. Yeah, against Nice that we. Um, so obviously we covered this in the podcast one before. So yeah, we had a few games. So we had the game against Nice, um, one-one. Um, midweek fixture obviously rescheduled because of the last one got cancelled when it was um, it got it got stopped because of the crowd trouble. Any thoughts on that game? But what we see, and I, I remember, but I was sort of watching this game as well. But again, I was kind of busy, so I wasn't giving it my full attention. And it was um, we had a completely different eleven, didn't we, from the PSG game? It was very much like an OMB that we were seeing, yeah. I mean, look, we, we, we could do war on peace on that and the Clermont game that we won one then away in Clermont a few days after the Nice game. But to be honest, you might as well go straight into the Lazio and, and Mets games because there wasn't much to take away from either game. And, and the trends that we saw start in the Nice game has confirmed itself in the last two. Julian, if you've got anything to say about Nice or the uh, yeah, fixture against Clermont, I, I don't know if, in a way, the the Nice game was. Um, I was surprised. Like I think lots of us were surprised by the fact that uh, there was uh, there was lots of people, uh, lots of players like um, uh, r- like fringe players and and rota- r- rotational players that played. And you know, considering Nice is is like one of the main candidates for uh, for top three, it was a surprise. Um, the result was decent. Uh, 
Nice were with Nice were not that good, uh, you know, either. Um, yeah, we didn't play good football at all. Uh, but it, I don't know. I it starts to be. There has been so many games in a short time. But um, but um, my main. I, I remember being myself like. When this scored first, I remember myself, I, w- I was quite angry about the situation. Like, you know, it, it was not constructive or anything, but I was like, and there we are. We are going to lose against Nice, and how come we have to play this game again? What happened there was such a scandal. And and of course, they give us Turpin for a referee. And, you know, like I was like, in this sort of, of, of frame of mind, in the end, we got the draw. I was like, well, okay, draw away there. We were losing. Not so bad. Let's wrap it up. Let's move on. Um, but football-wise, it was not good at all already. Yep. Yeah, I completely forgot about the Clermont game actually, and I'm trying to remember why I didn't see this game. And I think I, I think I started watching it, and I just lost interest. It was just wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> just so weird. I, I, I never fun. miss OM, right? And you know what? I watch every game religiously. Like, and late, lately, I've just been. Yeah, I mean, I've been struggling to watch the last few games for for other reasons, but like I do remember, I think I started trying to watch that game, and I just lost. I was like, "Fuck this!" I've got you know other stuff I could uh, be doing. Uh, do you want to go, Ben? Talk about the Clermont game, or um... yeah, just briefly the the Clermont yeah. game was more water polo than football. It was waterlogged pitch, pissing it down with rain, um, horrible conditions. I mean, we we put some decent. A couple of decent sequences together, but overall we were quite poor again, and um, it, it had the hallmarks of a you know we're going to get we're going to get embarrassed by another promoted team. It, it, it looks very much like a cup game. I think a few people were commenting that on on our group that yeah, it looked like it felt like a cup game and on the rainy nights that you know the away team, the, the home team in front of their crowds giving it their all. They're not that great, but OM are. are I'm not that great either, and and it just keeps the opponent in the game suddenly, and that's that's that was the feeling. Is yes, we were leading one nil, but you were constantly on edge. It didn't feel like it was safe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the the um, the the Clermont game. Like I had, I have a sort of weird sympathy for that game because of the conditions and because of the of the small stadium, middle of nowhere, and also like geographically, I, I'm not that far away from Clermont. Like I, I'm not far away from the Massif Central and all that, so I kind of like all that. And and the it was apparently like it was raining like really, really, really massively. And 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 you could forget about the players, you know, about like poor technical level and 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 etc. On, on that night. And then you know we got the we got away with the victory in what could you know we a sort of game that could have stinked a bit, like could have that could very well be like a trap. So once again, like result-wise, it was like, yeah, okay, sure, let's move on. Fair enough, fair enough. I think that's enough then from for those two games, and we'll just kind of move on to the Lazio game. So Europa League tie with Lazio on Thursday ended two-two. That's four straight draws in the competition for Marseille. What the fuck is going on, guys? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Not not only that. I mean, it's not only four straight draws. It's it's one win in our last twenty European games. I mean, mm. you know, for a club of of our history and our statue, you know, we we we. I think I remember five six years ago we pride ourselves on yeah we're, we're a bit shit in the league, but you know we've got this European history and it means that we we saw you know the Deschamps OM's uh, sorry Deschamps OM win away to Dortmund and it's a famous win one 0 in Anfield and. We, we qualified with an away goal from Brondo in, in Milan, and you sort of think, yeah, that's 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 a club with European pedigree. It, you just you provoke those moments, and and it feels you know you feel the experience. And then since then, we've fallen off a fucking cliff. We we are literally the 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 the, the worst French club in in European competitions over the last five years average. Um, it's just right, we have a final, we have a European final. No, and... yeah, of course, no, but I mean, but, uh... <laughs> not one season. We mm. look at it, look at our results. The all the other seasons, it's, it's extremely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's and quite we were quite lucky on that year. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it's quite paradoxical because this year I think the French clubs are the highest performing in Europe in terms of points for the first time 
maybe ever, yeah. or the first time since 1999. Well, like that's that. not going yeah, to yeah. last, let's right. face it, is it? No, no, in but, in but three months' time, <laughs> there'll be none of them in it, other than Paris Saint-Germain. But so. we're, we're the black sheep. We're the black sheep. So it's like even Lille won against Sevilla, and you know, Lyon are, are, are steamrolling teams in, in the Europa League, and they look like a... Well, we'll yeah, see. but to be fair... To, to be fair, to the, to the exception of, of, local, of Locomotive Moscow, and a game we should have won, uh, and we were a bit unlucky already there. Um, oh, I mean, it's our fault, and we should have like killed the game before. Like, we didn't kill the game. Almost all of the games, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Like, and and it's, uh, it's not an easy group for, uh, for Europa League, you know? Like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough group. We are still in, uh, uh, almost a miracle. Um, I hope, I really hope we're gonna get at least three points against uh, against uh, Locomotive. Uh, then there is the away game at Galatasaray. I don't know. Uh, on a good night, who knows? You know, we might end up with two wins and uh, ten points, and might just be enough to to continue. Or then, if we finish third. We'll uh, go into the mighty uh, European. Uh, what's the name? UEFA Challenge League, Challenge League, Conference, or something like that? Conference League. Sorry, and you know we might win it because like there is like almost nobody there. I mean even even Tottenham are shite, and you know a jamais les premiers to win that one first. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll be we'll be a jamais les premiers to lose it. That's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. But you never know. <laughs> Just on a side note, I'm um, sorry. Um, don't you think like one of the things that's so unappealing about the conference league is it just the name just reminds you of the Vauxhall Conference. Exactly, so it's yeah. just like sounds like a shit tournament, uh, even if it may turn out to be yeah, alright. Basically, if you look at the prize money, it's not that that far behind the uh, the Europa mm. League. Actually, um, okay. So just thinking about the the game. Um, yeah, I think you made some good points. Like, it's actually a decent group that we're in, and the the four teams in our our group are pretty evenly matched. Maybe Locomotive Moscow look a, a little bit um, weaker than other sides we faced, but I actually thought like the, when we when the draw was made, I thought actually it's going to be quite a tricky group for us because Lazio are obviously a very good team, even though you know they've had um, some changes like in the summer they lost a manager, but we know they've got a, a top quality manager coach in place again. Yeah, so they're a good team, and they would have always been favourites for the group. Galatasaray are always a, a a tough team, especially when you're travelling to Turkey and and you know travelling to Russia is always going to be a challenge. Um, you never really quite know with some of the Russian teams, like if they're going to be really good or or, or not. Um, but yeah, so on paper it's quite a strong group, and um, as you guys are saying, like all the games that we've played, like we really should have got more probably from every single game. And from the two Lazio games, like and looking at the one on Thursday in particular, which I was, you know, obviously I, I said I didn't see it all live, but what what I've seen, you know, so I saw most of the second half live or, or, or chunks of it, and then uh, I, I watched the highlights. I actually thought, and correct me wrong, because maybe it'll just look the highlights can be misleading, but it looked to me like we were pretty like dominant in that game. It looked like we were playing pretty well. Um, and unfortunately, it's just that the result isn't quite. This is what I perceived. What I what I observed is that the result isn't quite what we should have got. Um, does that sound fair to say from you guys? And then, if so, I guess like my own my only comments would be is just the and you kind of touched upon this and and this is a sort of ongoing theme throughout a lot of recent fixtures is that particularly in the Europa League, is that we're just, we're playing well, but we're just not, like, finishing teams off or not being clinical enough. Um, these are games that we should have, like, the Lazio game, to me, the first half, we should have had the game finished, is from what, I, from what I'd seen. That's what I felt like. We should have had it a couple up, half-time, game over. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. That's that's the way it should be. Um, and and to be fair, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been undeserved to be two nil. We 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 were putting pressure on them. We created chances. Um, but again, as as you say, we're in the phase for the last sort of five six games where we're creating less and less chances. I think we already picked up on this in, in the last podcast. We're creating less. 
So when you're creating less, you can't afford to miss the chances you do create. And we're missing the chances we do create. And it was the same yesterday against Mess. But it's, I'll tell you what, the, the, the Lazio game, and, and it didn't happen yesterday, fortunately, but it's it's symptomatic of, of what's going on with Sampoli and his system. And um, yeah, as an aside, I guess, and as a, an overarching view is, we, we said this last time, he tweaked it after the last international break. So we looked less shaky defensively. Um, but it's it also removed some of our uh, our attacking direct direct play and the fact that we were we were now looking to control the ball and more patient in the build up, which meant that obviously we're going to create less because we're not we're not playing it forward or playing the risky ball when we should be. So the paradox you have with Sampoli is that you have a system where you feel like you've got you look at the stats. We with the team with the most possession in the Europa League out of all the teams, sixty three percent across. The games, it's 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 ridiculous to have that much possession and, and not win a single game. So with Sampoli, you have a system like that where you're in possession, but you're you'll constantly feel like you're in danger and at risk of conceding a goal from a counter-attack or a stupid mistake, whilst at the same time not really creating any danger consistently to your opponent. And it's just the, the, the strangest feeling where it's sterile possession. And it looks good, and, and we do manage to pull some a few sequences, but then um, we just we just miss the final ball, or the striker misses the chance, or someone makes a poor control, and then suddenly it's three on three at the back, and we're all shitting ourselves, wondering if we're going to concede a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally agree with 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 uh, all, all that just Ben said. I'm. I guess maybe a bit later we we must still talk about uh, about like why we are not scoring goals and uh, and all the problems in attack and and I must say that I don't have so much answers myself so so I'll be listening and trying to 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 add to it but um, but yeah it, uh, about that game just a few things like to to mention just what happened I think like crucial moments um, we were we were still we were very good and very consistent. Most of the first half, uh, we scored on a penalty, but uh, we could have scored in the game, etc. We were not like you know we didn't have like millions of chances because of all the problems that that Ben mentioned. But we we were better than Lazio, and then then there, that happened this moment where um, where uh, some um, some fireworks uh, arrived on the pitch, and uh, the game was stopped for uh, for a few minutes. Um, I think it was minute 38 or 40 or something like that. I don't know if you guys can correct me. And um, and the team got totally out of the game after that. And we stopped playing. We stopped playing for the end of the of, of the first half. And we ended up like uh, we we ended up like uh, with Lazio scoring this big stupid game. You give one chance to Immobile, you know Immobile takes it. And then apparently we're still not yeah. still not totally. Uh, to, to, totally ready for the in the second half, and uh, and a huge mistake by um, by Saliba, who is one of our best players since the since the beginning of the season. So, but huge mistake where he totally like forgot to kick the ball, and 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 then and then we, suddenly we are two one down, and uh, and of course it's an, a whole different game after that. Yes, the, the stupid thing with the incident you've described was that it led to five, was it four or five added minutes at the end of the first? Yeah, four or five, added, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so yeah. it was suddenly out of nowhere, piled on the pressure, we're asleep and they get three corners in a row or something, or they get yeah, three corners yeah, yeah. in four minutes. And lo and behold, we're asleep and the ball, the ball sort of deflects off someone in the box. We can't get it clear and it lands for a Lazio player who buries it. And it's just, it's just symptomatic of... Um, Yes, for a start, you know we can we can criticise. People need to calm the fuck down and stand. Stop penalising the team, because we'll, not only did that lead to them scoring, we'll get a fine for it, and they'll end up closing the stand again. So that shit needs to end. And also, yeah, as you said, we we, we start the second half with with twenty five minutes of nothingness, just 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 nothing, nothing being produced. Error after error in midfield. Lazio, they, they can smell blood, so they're pressing high for 10 minutes. They get their goal. And then classic Italian Catanaccio style, of course they're going to stick to their style and they're going to hang back and they're going to wait for us to, to frustrate ourselves by passing it around them, not getting anywhere. Um, and then 
fortunately, we wake up towards the end. <clears throat> I think one one analysis, and you'll probably agree with me, Julien, here is, is I think Sampoli waited too long to make some changes. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, probably. It means that, that, you know, instead of instead of changing it up when it wasn't working, the one change he did make completely backfired because Aritz came on for the first time in ages and he was absolutely appalling. So yeah. We, we were asking ourselves why he's not been playing but not coming on as a sub. Well, it seems that he's in one of his really bad phases where he's, he's just not on not, not on on form. Yeah, yeah. Then then we wait too long to bring on Dieng and <clears throat> and Conrad and and it just mm-hmm. leads to <clears throat> to nothing. We we just struggle to create. We get an equaliser out of nowhere. You know, magic Payet. Oh yeah, magic. Double angle. <laughs> scores an equaliser and then he, he hits the bar in, in the 89th minute with a with a wonder shot you know that had the whole stadium holding its breath but yet again you walk away from that game very frustrated and and the main frustration was at the final whistle when when I sort of realised shit Rongier got booked and Payet yeah, got a 94th minute as well which means he's going to miss the Galatasaray game too so Rongier and Payet won't be there in Turkey and and it's just it's just one of those nights where you go for fuck's sake we shot ourselves in the foot but but completely and and not only did we shoot ourselves in the foot, we it looks like we've tried to soar off our own foot afterwards because we've got stupid bookings and we we, we it's just it's just puts us in a, in a bit of a tight spot now to qualify. It does, it does. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I I I agree with your analysis. Yeah. Okay. Um. So just looking back at that. Um. You know the outcome, the aftermath of that game. So, looking at the league, the Europa League table, so let's just have a wee look. So, we're cut, we, as I say, we've got four draws, um, so that's just oh, well, four points, which is pretty disappointing after four games. We're sitting in third place. Um, Galatasaray top with eight, Lazio second with five points, and then Marseille with four points. But with two games left, you know, we can still qualify. If we win our last two games, we qualify. Um, we can still finish first. Yeah, that's yeah, the, exactly. The whole paradox of yeah. this. Um, so it's not. It's, it's certainly, and we, we, you know, we're definitely capable of winning those last two games. I, I feel um, from what we've seen. Um, just looking at the um, the fixtures, that we want to see whether they're both. Ma, uh, Galatasaray were not very impressive when we played them in Marseille, but no. it's another story always there. The look, the Galatasaray and, game and is in Torquedo. That's going to be a big. That's, yeah, that's going to be really difficult. And, uh, and as Ben said, like uh, without Payet, uh, that's that's and and Rongier also, if I understand, if I remember right, that's uh, that's a problem, especially Payet. I mean, we should beat Locomotive in Russia, and if if we get a, if we beat Locomotive and we get a draw against Galatasaray, it's at home. It's, it's at home for yeah, 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 yeah. So if we get those four points, like we still qualify, don't we? That's what I remember. So because that would be. Uh, we yes we do but Lazio yeah Lazio need to to not win both as well because they well to be fair Lazio so this is this is this was the one thing that I was a bit relieved about when they drew the boots we were lucky that we went to play in Russia in September now you know Lazio have to travel there next week it's this in a couple of weeks sorry no in three weeks it's going to be freezing um, it's going to be an early kickoff um, it's, it's yeah. you know it's going to be tough for them but you never know they might if they get a win there that puts huge pressure on us we have to win in Turkey and suddenly if you don't win in Turkey then then the pressure's on for the last because lads are at home to Galatasaray and it's like yeah. oh fuck uh, because if, not... if if we excuse me Ben to, to interrupt if yeah. we don't win if we finish second we have to play an extra an extra round against a team from Champions League right that's how it works this year so that's I understood it, yeah, well that's it. Yeah. yeah and if we finish that's third, so we are, stupid so, what stupid yeah, yeah, we don't need extra fixtures. We totally, this, we absolutely don't need extra fixtures this but, season. But, but, but the worst That's part sure. is, is that if you look at the, the teams that are currently third, it means that realistically you're playing an extra game for nothing because you've got very little chance of qualifying. I mean, if an Atalanta or a Manchester United finishes third and we get them, you know, as bad as United are, let's face it, it's just, it's just it's, suddenly you're looking at that game thinking, great, you know, it's, we've got very little chance of qualifying and it's going to be. It's just going to be an extra game home in a way mm-hmm. that we don't need. You could say that for all European football. For us, to be honest, like what's the point? Because we just show up to do badly in these last few years. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I feel like actually just just that reminded me. Um, you know, I started off that segment by saying 
we'd drawn four games in a row and, and you pointed out that um, our European form had been pretty crap anyway. I think last year, hadn't we lost four games in a row by this point in the Champions League? Is that not, is that not right? So, who did we lost? Like we lose the first four, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, I, mean, um, I already want to remember, but yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a bit of an improvement, let's face it. Um, anyway, right, so let's just kind of move on um, to the other game. So, you were saying, Ben, that just from that Lazio game about the fact that we are not creating enough chances so slowly we're creating less and less chances that kind of just reminded me that like today so we put a tweet out today it's from just some stats Jeremy was looking at um, and the, although this is about Ligue 1 but it kind of just uh, sort of highlights how the, sort of the trajectory that we're on in terms of um, creativity um, so just looking at it, it says that in the end, so <laughs> with second lowest sh- shots on target percentage in the league, so we've only got 28% of our shots are on target. And to put that into context, like Leon Lons are 40%. Um, so you kind of wonder, like, are we just really bad at shooting or are we just shooting from stupid positions, you know? Um, and then it says, however, we had the most short creating actions not quite sure 100% sure what that means so it says we had 302 short creating actions while only shooting 169 times and 48 of which were on target so that to me looks like we're actually we have opportunities you know and we're in the final third but we're not really um taking advantage of them so and it just kind of reminds me of something that we've been talking about offline a lot is just the fact that you know we've got lots of possession we're getting to the other side of the you know the the opponent's box and then we're kind of just sort of lacking that kind of uh you say the i don't know that technical yeah yeah Yeah. exactly just we're, we're we're sort of we're at ideas when we get to the end and it's kind of a lot of a lot of sort of passing it around and then attacking moves kind of fizzling out into nothing um so yeah so that's kind of like the picture in, in the league and i guess like the game that we saw uh on on sunday during the day weirdly i don't know why that was why it was on 12 o'clock but a bit of an annoying time personally to show you sorry it was for the it was for the chinese uh Broadcaster and uh, and p- potential uh, watchers apparently. Does anyone in China want to watch Mets versus Marseille? Well, I hope I hope for them that they didn't, uh, but they might have. <laughs> <laughs> they might have, but yeah, it was not the best. Uh, it was not the best showcase for uh, for the league on this one. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so it was on silly o'clock, and uh, yeah, it was uh, as we discussed it at the beginning. It was a nil nil draw, so. Um, yeah, just a, I guess a game that just coming out of it, Marseille had quite, I've seen quite a bit of criticism from OM fans about the performance and just the kind of again as I said the trajectory that we're going down. Um, just seems like we our form is getting a bit worse, particularly in in, in the attacking third. Um, so guys, I don't know. Do you want to tell me your sort of initial thoughts on on the Mets fixture? I mean. It's so difficult to 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 analyse this team because we you know four weeks three, two weeks ago when we played PSG we we're praising the effort and it's like yeah yes we struggled to create but we did create a couple of clear chances and we we just were unlucky we didn't score them and stuff and then you, you just get to now and it's like if to be honest if you were to take this game and, and we you know we'd, we we were in good form and this was a blip. Um, it, you could classify it as one of those games where the ball just didn't want to go in. Milik had chances. He scuffed a couple of shots. Um, you know, Payet hit the crossbar. Luis Enrique missed the one-on-one. Um, you thought you, you could put it down to that, but the fact that it's just so consistently repetitive is is just getting it's beyond a joke. It's just like yet again we we struggle to create, and when we do create, it's just. They seem to to shit themselves when it comes to taking the shots, or it just everything feels a bit rushed. Um, and I think my my main frustration with yesterday, I mean, we'll, we'll go into detail about that. That just I, I'll try and hazard a guess at why we're struggling. I think we discussed it in the group, and we'll, we'll talk about that after after analysing this game. But um, you know, if if we were to mix it all together and do do tops and flops now, I couldn't pick you a single top. 
Um, I think I don't think there's a single one. Um, and flops, um, we, we've got a huge problem with Paul Lirola, who is is weirdly enough getting into good positions, but rushing his crossing and always getting the ball, the wrong ball, or his delivery shit, or he's picking the wrong the wrong player to pass it to. And it's just it, it's just so easy for the other team to defend. And it, it must be at the point now that he's fucked up so many crosses. He's been in so many good positions in in every recent game. And he's missed his cross every time or, or just rushed it instead of taking an extra touch and buying some time for someone to, to move about in the box to cross back to them or something. So that's a huge problem. Um, I think uh, Luan Perez was, wasn't great yesterday. He was, he was caught out a few times. Uh, Milik was abysmal. Um, his movement was just, was just poor and he, he was almost a handicap to the team. And, and I guess that my main conclusion is you could hide behind the fact that, yes, we could, you could say we were unlucky. You could say the ref screwed us a bit when disallowed Jerson's goal, when it turns out it was a, he thought it was a foul by a Marseille player on a Mets defender, but it was their keeper, not their own player over. The simple fact is we played over, over 35 minutes against 10 men and, and they looked like the most dangerous team in that period of time. And it's just, it is, it is abysmal. How can that happen that a team with 10 men who are shocking, who are 20th in the league, they've had 17 games in a row with with no clean sheets and they come to the Velodrome and they just, they, they literally school us. It was embarrassing. Well, we played a similar amount of time, didn't we, against PSG. We they had 10 men and we couldn't take advantage of that game there. Oh, uh, and even if PSG uh, are a better, much better side than Mets, but I mean you're playing ten men, you should really be sort of capitalising on that. So that's kind of a bit worrying anyway. It's, it's, um, it's, happened twice. it's not... Yeah, yeah. It's um <clears throat> something I can I can tell maybe about this this first half, like at least that that I when we were like eleven against eleven was already there was there was moments where there was absolutely no movement on the on on our part. Like like if you remember the earlier in the season, like like when the when we had the ball, like there was movement and and calls from everywhere, and it was almost almost too much. Like it was messy and extra, but but it was lively, and and you always feel like something could happen. And like I don't know why, I don't know why, but yesterday. Uh, uh, especially in the first half, but but also also later on. But later on, when we were one extra man, it was a bit different game. But like there was so many moments where where there was absolutely no movement. I have I have never seen that. Uh, it it reminded me of the bad of the bad uh, Garcia days, you know, like like, um, and that's a bit worrying. So could it be also that uh, the absence of San Paoli? I don't know, like. Did, did it play a role? Were the players also uh, uh, a bit lost? I, I, I must say that I start to be a bit lost for the moment. I'm a, I'm a bit lost for uh, for reasons or or for words to 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 analyze what's going on. Um, I just hope that you know sometimes inter- international breaks are actually good. Like they you don't really know why, but the the engine starts again and 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 and, and things are better again. But um, yeah, at the moment it's um, it's very worrying. The, the 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 football we played yesterday was very worrying. And yes, the the it feels like even though Milik scored on penalty, it feels like he's something is not um, is not right with him yet. He's he's still not very confident. I don't know if he's in a way or another still a bit afraid that he could hurt hurt himself. Or, you know, have another long injury. I don't know. Uh, Luis Enrique is clearly not is um, clearly not uh, you know like in in confidence. Same for. Um, for um, uh, what's the guy? The the guy from um, from Barcelona. Yeah, Conrad. Uh, uh, like it's the same. I've, maybe his, his miss, his huge miss against Paris, taking his head. And you can see, like I don't know, something is quite not right with most of the players at the moment. Like I don't have the the clues, but it's I don't like it for sure. Yeah, that's um, interesting. I. I said the same thing yesterday about the uh, Garcia comparison. That's kind of similar things I'm hearing. That's what we used to say when he was coach. Um, 
So yeah, that's kind of strange and kind of wonder why that kind of recurs with... I mean, yeah, the same problem under AVB as well, to be honest. But it's just interesting how that problem seems to recur with different coaches, especially when we've got such a different style of coach right now. Mm-hmm. Um, why Why is that happening? Why are we finding ourselves a team that can't... See, that maybe we attack too slow and we can't seem to penetrate through defences? Why, why, why are we in that sort of... Could it be... Oh, sorry, Ben, go for it. No, no, that's exactly it, Steph. And um, I think, look, you could look back at, uh, I mean, whether it's, since we've started this podcast, we've we've highlighted numerous times we're over-reliant on Payet or Tovin or someone to pull out, pull it out of the bag and score a wonder goal from 20, 20 yards or, or or do something miraculous. Big, big problem for the start. And the AVB, you could just, you could just say, look, we, we just didn't have the quality. We didn't have a good enough players to, to do more than we were doing, and and it and it, it showed. And the machine ran out of steam after a while, and, we, and the leg ran out. I think it's if you look now, and and this is what we tried to pick apart in the group and analyze because we're trying to play a more control style. It's just giving opposition teams. So you have you have Genduzi and Payet, who are the two players capable of picking a pass into space. Like they're the only two that. Uh, you, 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 we've seen so far this season pass it to space for one of the wingers in behind. And then if you look at the, the other midfield players, Jasson is obviously struggling to adapt to, to European football and he looks knackered. He needs a rest. I've said this before. You have, uh, you have sort of, you know, the rest, Rongier is, is a good ball winning midfielder, but is he creative? Not anymore. Um, or he wasn't not. He hasn't been since he's joined the OM. So, you just have a collection of players who can't produce a sort of final ball and, and, and create. And then coupled with that, Jeremy, uh, so Julien, you, you said it, the, the, the front players just aren't making runs. They're not moving. It's too static. So it, what it means is that the opposition teams will be analysing this system and analysing the last three games of OM, as you would imagine every coach and, and, and assistant is doing. And they're looking, they're going... Well, look at the time it takes. They're all they're, they're spending too much time in midfield in possession, taking two, three touches of the ball. Just drop back, drop back, close the space, and that forces Marseille to pass it around and try and draw us out. And what happens nearly every time is that someone will will miscontrol one of our players will miscontrol or finally try the, the, the breakthrough pass. And it will get intercepted because the other team's been very patient and has read the game and read the read the direction of play. So it is a system point of view. It's, it's because Passampoli has, has reverted to as being more in control to, to shore up the defence. And it has had that effect. If you look at the stats, maybe not, not when you watch the games, but the stats don't lie. We've got lots of clean sheets. However, it's also down to the quality of the players, which intrinsically, some of them just aren't aren't that profile of player to 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 drive tempo and drive play um and i think that it's a bit of a it's a bit of an uh, not bad luck but i think they were hoping jerson would do that and he's really struggled to adapt so it's it's just led to huge problems for us yeah six uh, we've had six clean sheets actually in league and so that's we're actually that's more than any other team in the league i understand and that was one of the stats that we put out earlier on. So yeah, I mean, that's weird because we think that we've well, we've felt that there's been quite a lot of defensive errors in, in, in our game as well. But yeah, we we do we're actually quite decently we're actually quite solid defensively for the most part, like as a unit. But but yeah, we're not um, we're just not prolific enough. We're not we're not putting teams to the sword um, and we we look sort of a little bit um, lacking in ideas sometimes yeah I absolutely agree and you're right everything that is always the problem is that we rely too much on Payet definitely it was a shame because I kind of thought with some of the players that were coming in all these attacking players Conrad um, Amin Arit uh, Cengizunda and so on that we, we would have more options um to Gerson, but it's just not really, really worked out with that. You know, I think I think we saw at the start of the season we were playing to Chengis in a kind of similar way we used to do with Tovan, um, but it's just, it just everything's very predictable now. You kind of know what we're going to do. Um, Chengis is it's very you know he's 
you know what he's going to do, right? He's just going to run and then cut in and shoot. So Pyatt, same and, with Conrad. Yeah, yeah. He's going uh, to dribble and uh, absolutely and yeah. knit in the in the box and yeah, yeah. yeah he'll do a wee feint and he'll do a cutback, um, which is you know classic Barca. Um, but yeah, it's just too predictable, and um, I think yeah, Pyatt's the only one who's can seems like well he seems to be the only one who's capable of doing something a bit different you're not quite sure where he's going to put it and um he's you know he's got greater vision and you know creative qualities than any of the other players so so yeah um it's unfortunate not to have we've not seen anyone else sort of show that they can also deputize there but yeah to to just look at it with in a bit more optimistic uh new uh, vision considering you know it's still early days for the, for this team um we could say that in the earlier in the season we got our, our attacking play right uh then we had to f- and the defense was not working then we had to fix the the defense uh and by doing that the players um the players like lost a lot of uh, spontaneity and lots of uh, lots of creativity and you know all, all the things that that Ben explained for example but let's hope. I don't know if it's exactly how it works, but let's hope they'll find the balance for the rest of the season. It's uh, you know it's possible. Like it, it's also um, it's also little things that 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 will make us uh, win games. Like we know we don't have a a big margin even in Liga on most teams. We are if you look at her at her at her squad, we are a bit better than than the majority of the teams, but not that much um so then it's going to be it's also going to be like is is under going to be um an excellent player like at the level of uh you know of of, uh, of a strong international player he can be uh will conrad find the level of a good league player will luis enrique find something will milik uh you know be the player he should be which is like uh he should be in the top three of league strikers etc if if these players reveals themselves, well, you know, I, I I still think there is a, you know, it should not be all doom and gloom. It, it, there is no, but let's hope they the San Paoli and his team will really find the, the the keys to to have this whole this whole machinery working and 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 be in balance. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know, Ben or, or Steph. What do you think? If it's possible, or yeah, or, or I, we I really far the, from the, it. The, the final word is that if you look, it's just a never really bizarre season in Ligue 1, which seems to happen every every second year recently, where Lyon uh, are shocking. I mean, they put together some results and then they got absolutely annihilated last night, embarrassingly by by Rennes. Um, you know, Monaco are absolutely dreadful. Um, and, and so you look at the, the power shift. Is So the, the balance is shifting where you have... As it seems to happen every second year, it was it was the case for us a couple of years ago. Is that the team that that puts together a few results and doesn't have a game every three days, which this year is is not is Lens and Nice. They're the top two. They're the top two behind PSG and and Lens look very strong. And if they're able to remain consistent, the way they play and and the level their players are playing at, that they are really really dangerous for every team, including us, as we saw when we, when they beat us. Nice with Galtier, you, you you know you just see that there is a bit more spontaneity. Even though they lost to Montpellier yesterday, you know that they're going to be up there just because he's he's assembled a good squad and they're playing good football. And then it's a bit frustrating because you look at us and you go shit. We you know with with how poor Liga is this year, we, we, in, in an ABB season we 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 were four points clear by now or something like that, and we you know we had quite a decent margin because we were getting scraping one 0 wins and stuff. And it's just another really bizarre season in Liga. It's just really odd. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so shall we do the tops and flops then? I, I know that you've um, already said, Ben, that everyone's a flop. <laughs> but, <laughs> Julian, what about you? Uh, who, who for yesterday's game, tops and flops? Yeah. Oh, wow, flop, uh, more or less everyone uh, as a whole, maybe. Uh Top mm, two, it's not really a top, but it's someone I can think about. Um, I thought Balerdi, Balerdi went in in the second half, and I thought he had a good game. Like, and you know, people like to to criticize Balerdi a lot, so 
So uh, I think he was clean. I think he played simple. I think he gave us some speed. I think he he made uh, the few defensive uh, things he had to do. He did he did them well. Brought pace. You know, it, it was a good Balerdi in the, that I saw in the second half. So like uh, I'm gonna give him an encouraging uh, point. Uh, apart from that, I don't know who was a bit better. Uh, Mandanda was uh, Mandanda was saved by his uh, by the woodwork twice. Uh, <laughs> and he had a decent game. A few times I've huh, with with clearances when he could have played the simple pass out to the middle to Gendouzi. Um, maybe he keeps having flashbacks of that horrible pass to Zambongi side in the Europa League final, but he 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 just picks the wrong pass quite a few times in, in yeah, the first half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess the only the only special so the only special could go to Payet when uh, I think it was what was it the 82nd minute or something he he lost the ball out on the left and, and sort of fell over and stamped the ground in frustration and then he stood up and ran a good 50 meters to 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 be the last man defending on the Mets counter-attack that was looking really dangerous and he he ran all the way back and, and put a last minute challenge in to, to true, save true. would have been a goal scoring chance so <laughs> fair play to him at 34 years old Tracking back like that, you know, compared to the Payet of this time last season, have to have to have to applaud the effort there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, uh, right. Well, then I think all we've got left is takeaways. So, what are your takeaways from Sunday's game? Mm. <laughs> uh, welcome, international break. <laughs> And um, and uh, yeah, let's hope that uh, that after after her struggling with uh, with defense, struggling with offense, let's let's hope that from now on we'll, we we found the magical recipe and the balance between the two. Uh, yeah, I think I, I echo that. And to be fair, yeah, we got it right after. Well, we got it. We thought we got it right after the last international break, where we looked more so defensively. So. The, the international break seems to, to help Sampoli and the team sort of take a you know take a deep breath and, and get some some energy back. But I, I think honestly, brutally, my takeaway is this: this is going to be Sampoli's last chance to prove that he can he can get this team playing whatever the fuck he wants them to be playing. Because I think quite a few people are, are lost to explain what his what his game plan is and what what the end product is. Um, I, I would say that, yeah, if the next run of games that on paper look pretty simple, um, after the performance yesterday, there's huge question marks. And if he doesn't get it right between between the next set of games and Christmas, I'm, I'm going to be really start calling from it for his head because it's it's just it, it's looking like a, a load of non just just ununderstandable football. It's just it's just incoherent. Okay, uh, I think you've been a bit melodramatic there, Ben. It's not that bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, we're still like in good stead to finish second in the league. Fucking hell. Anyway, I mean, Ray. I mean, if he in the summer, I'd, I'd, I'd be more patient. But the fact is, he's had four months before that with this squad and we were playing more coherently and, and sometimes better football and more a lot more direct football in the last four months of last season than we have been in the last 10 games. And that's that's where I'm struggling to understand is that he he had something that worked with the same players and he's he's bought he's had pretty much a lot of investment and a lot of players bought in and he's he's just it's just I just don't understand what he's doing half the time so he really needs to wise up. Okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean I don't disagree with, with any of that. Um, he's just uh, yeah he's, he's sort of complicates things, doesn't it? It seems like. I don't know. Maybe hopefully it'll come good. He's got he's done, he's got a good record. He's done well in, in in many other places. So you know maybe it will kind of fall into place. Um, normally I would think that because the we've got the international break, the games are you know quite a couple of weeks away. There's no point in thinking ahead. But the first game after the international break is the derby uh, with Lyon. So we might as well do our predictions of the shop des Olympiques. Um, what do you think, guys? So we've got Lyon on Sunday, the twenty-first. It's in Lyon. Uh, can we get a result? Uh, we have to. We have to. Is my answer. Lyon will so, get a penalty. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah. we have to. Have to. So the, the the hope is, let's go there and do what we did to Monaco, and, and you know, really sort of reassure ourselves and put in a performance. But the the worry is that we continue on this dynamic. So we don't really have a choice. If we want to distance them and and, and fuck them over in terms of their you know their dressing room atmosphere and their coach's potential doubts about his future already, we have to go and and, and get a win there. And and you sort of feel it's for both managers. It's it's sort of the um you know the, the the sort of saving grace for both of them because whoever loses could lose very big. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a it's going to be a big game. I think uh, it could be one of these big game which ends and ends up with like three or four red cards, or it could be one of these big game which ends up ends up with like lots of goals. And let's hope you know. Let's hope it's going to be a a great game. Um, yeah, if, exactly. It's like what Ben said. It sounds like a must-win for for both. I would almost say that the situation is uh, is more critical uh, for Lyon uh, and for uh, for for Peter Boss. So so yeah, I don't know. It's also gonna be who, what referee are we gonna get again? Um, let's hope we win like three-two in a crazy game at the end of a crazy game. But it's more of a hopeful than a prediction, you know, it's just like a... I hope I'll see a great game. Yeah, I, I hope I, I, I really enjoy my, myself, I have a great game and won't regret it at the end. Okay, guys, you haven't given your scores. 3-2 for us, 2-3. 1-1, 1-1. Uh, one, 1-1, one. One, one. okay. I, I think for me it depends on... Who's the referee? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. It's not gonna be too far. I think <laughs> maybe what two two or something. I think it'd be a, a scoring a score a scoring draw. Is that is that the right is it um, expression? Score draw, scoring draw. I don't know. But yeah, I think it'll be goals. But I think it'll probably end a draw, and it'll probably have some drama in it as always. Yeah, I'll go two two. Um, the yeah, I think that's pretty much all. To be honest, there's not really anything. There's not really any news to to cover, got the international break, um, got one player in there, Matteo Gunduzi, good for him, hopefully he gets a, a, a chance on the pitch, uh, comes back a better player, that's really all I can say, that's, uh, that's that. Sorry guys to interrupt, uh, did uh, Gerson got called up for, for Brazil again? Yeah, did. Oh, I think shit. he did, yeah. Uh, that's a pity. But that, that might be good for his confidence. So who knows? Uh, yeah, Sometimes people... but I think the guy needs to sleep. <laughs> he needs to rest and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's a good point. We'll though. We, we often forget that he, he's come in the back of quite a busy season, hasn't he? So like we, we did say that when he signed, that it might be a, a concern that he would be burnt out quite you know, by come the winter, so yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he I think doesn't. He's, uh, so I saw on Twitter this morning that his missus tweeted something about having to get up and drop him off at the airport at three a.m. <laughs> Saying for fuck's sake, we need some rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay, uh, I think with that, then we'll just call it a night, and because we've probably covered everything else. So, and um, yeah, we'll see you next time. So, thanks very much, guys, uh, for taking part and. Thanks everyone for Thank listening. It was great. Thanks everyone. Sorry about dancing, but um, I'm channeling my inner Ed. <laughs> Someone needs to where, where is Ed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he'll return uh, after the international break to to have a rant if things don't improve. Yeah, angrier than ever. Okay, right. Cool. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night. Take care, guys.